Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast, episode 116, Previews in a Half Shell. I'm your host, Ryan. And this is Robert. And I'm John. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, this is a brand new episode. I know Robert and I keep throwing out these new episodes of styles of shows <laughs> that we're going to be doing, but we got another one for you. Um, Previews in a Half Shell, power. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Awesome. So the idea behind this, and John uh, graciously is is joining us uh, for the fun in this very first edition of Previews in a Half Shell. Well, basically, he was recording with us just a moment ago, and we wouldn't let him leave. Right. That's kind of how it happened. We're like, no, 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 no. They got, we can't get up. They got me with the title, Previews <laughs> yeah. in a Half Shell. I was sold. <laughs> so a lot of podcasts out there go over Previews magazines, and sometimes they touch on stuff related to our show, and sometimes they don't. So I think as a good service to our listeners is to let them know of the awesome Star Joe's related stuff that's coming out. Um, I think also another benefit to this is while uh, I read a lot of the stuff that comes out of Star Joe's in trade, so I'm not as up to date as what's coming out monthly or especially if there's a new title coming out. I don't know about it until after you guys have reviewed it on the show. Right. So I think this would be a great chance for us to kind of let listeners know like what we're going to be reviewing coming up or what to start stockpiling when we eventually get around to a regular show. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I get previews every single month, the catalog. Uh, so I went through the, and, and I go from cover to cover with it. And I've labeled every single page that of Star Joe's related things. And I'm just going to throw it out there and some stuff, uh, it'll just be mentioned and we'll move on. And some stuff you guys might have, something to say about it so so this is our glimpse into ryan's start i'm sorry no no, i was gonna say for the record i've not looked at previews for 20 years so right (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say all of ryan's labeling and all of his notes i was like this is our glimpse into ryan's ocd when it comes to this when it comes to the show right exactly like his ridiculous level of organization which completely compensates for my utter lack of organization (laughs) Uh, that was like a backhanded compliment of sorts. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what I'm here for. I'll be here all night. Um, yeah, this feeds my research need that, that, like you said, that compulsive need that I have. So I'm going to start. I, I just follow it from cover to cover. So the first thing that came across that is somewhat Star Joe's related, but not really, is uh, in Dark Horse was X. Number 14 is being drawn by our very own Mr. Robert Atkins. So I had to mention that issue. Okay, yeah, I guess it is Star Joe's related. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that goes on the pull list. The the host the host of Star Joe's is drawing in the X number fourteen. Of course, it's Star Joe's related. So <laughs> had to throw it out there. Figure maybe a couple more people will buy the issue. Um, yeah, oh, I'm working on I'm working on issues thirteen and fourteen. So those will be coming out in a couple months. I think uh, thirteen will come out in May and fourteen will come out in June. Very nice. And just to also mention out there, just because these are things I'm mentioning doesn't mean this is necessarily all things I'm buying. <laughs> so, Especially not those two issues. Oh, hey, oh, Robert, thanks. there's a hint. I know. It's like, wait, wait, wait. Let me throw this out. There's a disclaimer. No, no. I'm buying that issue, but there's some <laughs> but things we're going to – if it sucks, come- I'm not going to pick up the next one. Right. <laughs> but there's – 
there's items later that are tend to be a little bit more expensive that are not being added to my pull list, <laughs> uh, but enough. I think are still worthy of mentioning to people. So, um, so then we also have Star Wars number eighteen, uh, which is Princess Leia's wedding day has arrived, uh, and this is the Brian Woods Star Wars series. Uh, basically, to, to keep peace and everything else, Princess Leia has agreed to get married. So again, this this series has nothing to do with any other continuity that, that's out there, so they can go in any direction they wish to. Hmm. Um, and on the same page with Star Wars, Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir, number two of four. Uh, and who? this, <laughs> who is Darth Maul's son? What son of Dathomir? Dathomir, okay. Dathomir Sorry. is the planet where the witches are. And ah, right. uh, this is the the concluding story of the Darth Maul character from the Clone Wars animated series. So that's what this miniseries is, is based on, because they never got to do those episodes. Right. So they're going to do, do them in comic book form. So yeah, That's pretty cool. I think that's great. I mean, comic books, that's a great resource, and I wish more... Either uh, properties or use the comics as a resource for that. Just to like wrap up, yep. uh, you know, un, you know, it's so hard to put a show together. There's so much that gets involved. There's so much cost, producers, directors, all that. that means there's so much. Oh yeah. And it's like if you can't touch on it, then just write a comic book, get it produced, so that it fills the you know answers the story. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then we also have uh, Star Wars Rebel Heist number three of four, and this is being written uh, by Matt Kent and. Hmm. He also does the variant covers, which I've been ordering the variant covers for. Cool. And this one's got Chewbacca front and center on it. And it deals with uh, Han Solo uh, and Chewbacca on some adventures together. So pretty pretty cool and pretty nice for a miniseries. Um, I am seeing less and less new Star Wars stuff coming out from Dark Horse. Uh, so I think they're already trying to see its way out. But... Uh, but I, I did like the fact that they came out with this miniseries. I'm looking forward to reading the first issue when it comes out. So, uh, Well, we'll see a trail off. I mean, just publishing schedule-wise, they're almost always about six months in advance as far as what they're working on and what they're planning on. Yeah. So, you know, as soon as they do, they know that they're not going to have the license anymore. They, they, they started tailing off, like, hiring new people to write new stories or to do new art. Yep. You know, months ago so we're going to start seeing that decline of like one shots and fill-ins and you know it's going to stick to the main title that'll run its course and that'll be done yeah and then the the next uh page that they showed here i thought this was kind of interesting they did uh they they have star wars legacy number 16 coming out and star wars legacy trade paperback volume three coming out and the reason i say it's interesting is because the trade paperback collects issues 11 through 15 and issue 16 is coming out so if you were behind on it, you could pick up the trade and pick up issue 16 in the same month, assuming that they come out in the same month. So, Well, I do kind of wonder how they're going to handle that, because they, I'm assuming they want to get as many trades out as they can while they still have the license for it. Right. And, and they can get money again on the property or on the, the comics they've already created, but just in a collected form. Because as soon as that reverts over to Marvel or, or Disney or whoever's, you know, obviously producing the new books, they'll have then the rights, just like IDW, yeah. to produce old Dark Horse content. And, you know, unless they get the trade put out immediately, they're missing out on, you know, stuff that they've already paid to get published. Which I think is why you're seeing the, the le this legacy trade coming out this exact same month as the issue number 16. Yeah, I would expect all the trades to be right on the heels of the last issue of the art yep. almost immediately. Yeah, and this deals with Anya Solo, which is a descendant of uh, Han Solo and... Leia, uh, and it's it's been a pretty neat series, especially if you liked the previous Legacy series that had Kate Skywalker in it. Um, I would recommend picking this up because it, it it took a few issues for it to kind of get its legs underneath it, but it eventually did. So um, I would definitely recommend uh, picking that up and, and checking it out. So another thing, let's see, going into DC now. Uh, we have He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, number 14. And this is the... Uh, it's written by Dad Abnett, and the art is by Potman, who is fantastic He-Man artist. Um, I really like his stuff. But this is a new chapter. It's the start of a new arc. It's called The Blood of Grayskull, and it features both He-Man and She-Ra in this. So uh, She-Ra's looking cool. to redeem herself from being, uh, you know, the captain under Hordak and stuff. So. Right. So, uh, 
it's a good time probably to jump on and check it, check it out. Definitely would recommend supporting that title because we went a couple months without it being solicited at all, and that made me afraid that maybe they canceled it. So, um, so I definitely recommend picking that up. Uh, then we get into IDW, which is the heart of this show a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I wanted to mention Ghostbusters number 17 because I, I still keep getting this uh, series, and I absolutely love it. The art is incredible. The stories are a lot of fun. This is continuing the story Mass Hysteria. And the funny thing with this particular issue is this is Angry Birds Month at IDW. And so they have a bunch of angry birds inside of Ecto-1 that are dressed up like the Ghostbusters. And you have a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man looking like one of the pigs and Slimer looking like one of the pigs and stuff like that. So it's kind of a funny cover. Um, the only cool the only cool thing I like about this is that uh, – because I'm not, like, crazy into angry birds or anything like that. Yeah. But, I, but I do like, you know, that they did the Star Wars angry birds. And it's kind of funny to see – the characters dressed up as, yes. you know, like licensed property characters. So it's kind of neat to think, oh, man, that they could totally do like a, a Ghostbusters Angry Birds. Yeah. And, or a, a, an Angry Birds G.I. Joe or whatever. I just love to see it. Oh, yeah. And I think that I believe it from what I could tell on the page here, it looks like the Angry Birds cover is the subscription variant. So it's not the standard cover. Right. Um, so. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny to see. That's the cover that they kind of featured on there. So it was pretty funny to see. Um, then we get into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, which there's a lot of stuff coming out. <laughs> so uh, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, New Animated Adventures number 12, which I know Chuck has been picking up. And that is just, if you like the Nickelodeon animated show, then you should pick up this comic because it's just like the, the animated show. Um, then we're having Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Heroes Collection Oversized Hardcover. And this collects all of those one-shots of all the four Turtles, plus Splinter, plus Casey Jones, plus April O'Neil, and Fugitoid. So all those single miniseries, those spotlight miniseries that they did, they're yeah. putting them all together into a collection, uh, collected hardcover that's oversized. So if, if you waited, then this might be the time to pick that up because it's going to look, as uh, Chris Campbell likes to put it, it looks awfully sexy on your bookshelf there. So. <laughs> So, yeah, I like my sexy hardcovers. Let me right. <laughs> um, then you also have Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Animated Volume 4, Mutagen Mayhem. And this is taken right from the TV show. So uh, it says it's great for kids. Uh, those, so. these, those are always a little weird to me because they're like, are, are they just like screen captures? Yeah, that's what I think they are, yeah. Yeah, I never particularly like those. I would rather see like the animated book you know where it's right you know like based on the same either storylines or character designs but yeah, i never really like the ones that are just screen capture ones but yeah it, it is good my kids like it so it's right it is good for kids because they just you know they're familiar with the storylines already because they've yeah. seen the episode but they can just kind of read through it but yeah and then uh we have teenage teenage mutant ninja turtles volume eight northampton which is the uh story that takes place right after city fall and it's kind of where we're at right now is the northampton story so the trade which collects issues 29 through 32 is uh is is solicited this month so uh then we get into a, another turtles book that i was very interested in which is uh it's a mini series a four-part mini series called teenage mutant ninja turtles turtles in time number one of four mm. And uh, they actually travel. They become unstuck in time and go spinning into the past. And the first stop is the prehistoric age. And what you see on the cover is all of them riding on top of a triceratops. (laughs) So, Of course, it's like an homage to the old game, right? Yeah, exactly. But I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, And then uh, the and then there's number thirty five of the regular ongoing series of Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and it, it has uh, Raphael and Michelangelo Angelo visit Old Hob and find out that he's been making a bunch of new mutants. So I'm really interested in that issue just because I want to see what type of mutants he, he's been making. So um, Then we have uh, Transformers, a whole bunch of Transformers goodness coming out. Uh, we have Transformers Robots in Disguise number 30, which is continuing the uh, Dawn of the Autobots. 
And we also have more than meets the eye number 30, which is also part of the Dawn of the Autobots uh, storyline. Um, and then we have Windblade number three, which is the new female Transformers character. Have oh, you guys yeah. cool. have you guys seen her? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's kind of like this geisha female character. Yeah, I'm I'm all for more uh, female Transformers. I think it's a really good idea. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I haven't finished reading Dark Cybertron yet. I have a, just two more issues to go, but they introduced like three new female characters. I'm kind of curious why they focus on just this one in particular so much, but. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, then there's, uh, an issue that I'm picking up, even though I have the original issues. Um, it's Transformer Spotlight Drift, the director's oh, yeah. cut. And it's supposed to give you like some behind the scenes stuff of like, uh, this, you know, concept art and things like that, as well as some of the ideas behind the character. Um, it says, from the from his debut, the former Decepticon called Drift has been one of the most controversial and popular Transformers characters. Uh, it says, now relive his first solo adventure with an outstanding array of behind-the-scenes material. Learn how Drift went from being a supporting character in a comic book to a toy and how he became a part of the Transformers mythology. So, yeah, I mean, he's like one of the first, right, IDW yeah. creations that be- that's become a toy and become really part of, like, mainstream canon. Yep. And I actually have the action figure because uh, I liked the character so much, and the action figure yeah. awesome. So um, yeah, it was done really well. Like they really got behind it. I think that's fantastic. Yep. And then you, you don't also- see you really don't see that crossover very much where Hasbro proper takes a look at what IDW is putting together, and then they actually get behind it, produce something. Yeah. I wish they did it more. I really wish they did it more. But yeah, I, I wish cool. they did too. Um, we're, and we're seeing a little bit more and more of it, uh, where we're seeing some of the characters coming out in, in action figures that are based off of how they looked in the comic book. So, right. uh, I do like seeing that. Um, we also have Transformers Dark Cybertron Volume 2, which is the end, the conclusion to Dark Cybertron. So if you're waiting for the trade, uh, there's Volume 2 just came out. It will be coming out, and uh, you can pre-order it now. Then we have a couple other special edition type things out transformers classics volume seven this is the old marvel run uh this is the conclusion to the marvel run uh so it's issues 77 through 80 plus the headmasters four issue miniseries so if you've been collecting those this is this will finish off that collection for you uh then we have transform i don't know how many times they're going to put this out there but transformers all hail megatron deluxe limited hardcover (laughs) 125 (laughs) dollars Whoa! Wow! And I wonder how be, big the book is. It's a, a hand number to 350 of them, uh, and huh. this is the complete series. And uh, it's presented in beautiful hand assembled casing and silver metallic covers. So, hold me back. Wow. Yeah. Well, I already have <laughs> the issues, the hardcover, and then the IDW collection that has the same series in hardcover. So, so I'm getting this now too, right? I thought about it, but not for that price. <laughs> <laughs> but something I am getting is what's what I'm about to mention next. And John, I don't know if if you saw this, if you're planning on getting it, uh, but GI Joe Silent Interlude, the 30th anniversary edition. Ooh, that's. I am. I'm really. <laughs> I'm really. Yeah, I'm really interested in that. I one guy, as I understand it looking at comic art fans, I believe one person owns all the interior art to that issue. Yeah. Awesome. And, I, and I really wish that they would do what they did with the Michael Golden portfolio and yeah. put out an artist edition of that. I, I think it's criminal and maybe that person won't share. I don't know, but I've, I've really wondered how long it was going to take IDW to do something with it. So this is cool and it's cool that they'll have some notes from Mr. Hama, but yeah. you know, 20 bucks or whatever it is. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll pick it up. I don't know if I'll pre-order. I might pick it up later, but I really, uh, really wish that they would try and do something more knowing that that art is out there. Yeah. And I think as I, I believe it that it's all in one place. Let's, let's get an artist edition to go yeah. with my, uh, no, and I go would with my golden that. one. <laughs> yeah. I would be all over that if they did that. Now I did, uh, I am getting this through DCBS, which it's like 12, I think 1299 through DCBS. So a lot better price as far as I'm concerned. Um, and, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I think when this comes out, we'll probably do a, a special episode on just the silent issue. 
and and utilize this as a reference uh, for that. So cool. it's your opportunity to get Mr. Hama on the show. Yeah, he talks about that issue quite a bit. He's oh, done yeah. a lot of yeah, a lot like of, every uh, panel he's ever every on, con. He yeah, it's like every con he goes to, he talks about it. So that's kind of, I almost wonder like if uh, if I want to spend the money on it because I'm like. I, well, what story could he possibly tell about this that I haven't heard already from having, having dinners with him or being at a, a you know, a, a panel or something with him? Because he talks about it. Consi- I mean, not because he's going on and on about how great he is, but just because he gets asked that question all the time. Oh, Everybody yeah. wants to know more and more about the, this book in particular. So Absolutely. Then we have uh, G.I. Joe, a real American hero, number 203. Very excited and very happy to see that this is still continuing. Is that the one with Mindbender on the cover and yes. his big teeth? Yes. 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 I'm with the big yeah. teeth. <laughs> yeah. Have you yeah. seen it, Robert? It looks like no, he's, I haven't he's seen got it. like a it looks like a big set of dentures and he's knocking somebody over the head with it. It's like Zorana's oh. carrying these big dentures and she's like <laughs> bashing Dr. Mindbender over the head. What? <laughs> okay. And it looks like we, it takes we, place in a dentist's office, so we we, uh, we should give a big shout out to our pal Shannon uh Gallant, oh, course, who man. is now the longest running artist on Real American Hero. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I think he's up to like ish of 37 or 38 uh, that's before this yeah, one. I, so I, know he's I read that um, I read that interview with that was a really cool interview with him that they ran at the back of uh, issue uh, 200 so yeah. it was really cool yeah very cool um, and for issue 200 I actually did get every variant cover there was of it just because nice. I was like I needed to have every version of this thing so um, it's like how often is G.I. Joe going to have a 200th issue so um and then we have a G.I. Joe Origins Omnibus Volume 1. So if you weren't getting the hardcover IDW collections and you wanted to collect a paperback version of it, I guess, uh, this starts collecting the Origins uh, comic book. So I would say, with, with, what's the price point on that? That one's twenty four ninety nine. See, i got to say, like if you get it from in-stock trades, you're only paying five more dollars and you can get the hardcover. Yeah. It's like yeah, thirty two dollars for the hardcover. So yeah, so I, I I went that route. So that's the route I would recommend. Also, um, then we have GI Joe Special Missions yeah. Volume Three, which we could just probably bypass that one because yeah, it's not very good. So <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So I actually had something from Image I wanted to mention. Uh, not because I know anything about this series, but there was a, a, not a variant cover. It's like their cover B for this cracked me up and it's definitely eighties related. Uh, there's a comic called burn the orphanage reign of terror. <laughs> it's a, it's a five, it's a five part mini series. This is issue number two. And I'll tell you right now why I'm mentioning it. Cause cover B of it is an homage to adventures in babysitting. Oh, that's oh really cool. they're climbing up the side of the wall. Yeah, they're climbing up the side of the wall, and the one guy's got the headband on and and everything. I was like, that looks like Adventures in Babysitting. And I looked up the the post, the movie poster, or whatever, and sure enough, that's exactly what it looks like. So, oh, who, who are the creators on that book? Uh, Daniel Friedman and Cena Grace are the story, and then Cena Grace is the artist. Okay. See, that doesn't happen to me very often, but just the title alone makes me want to read it. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, this has got to be good. Like, you know that they're gonna. Have some, it's just gonna be clever writing. <laughs> Burn the orphanage, Reign of Terror, number two, and try to <laughs> and try to get cover B so you can get the Adventures in Babysitting cover, <laughs> which is what made me notice it. So, now here's something else that came out. And John, I don't know if you notice this. You you're usually on on top of these type of weird uh, GI Joe things that are out well, there. Thank you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a compliment. You know about the weird stuff. All right, let's talk about it. The G.I. Joe stuff. Um, Especially Robert sitting right out my window. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. right. So Antarctic <laughs> Press, did you see what they're coming out with? No. Uh-uh. G.I. Jane, Women of War, number one. Huh. And let me read you the description. It says, attention. We have assembled the best and brightest of battle-ready beauties to create a daring, highly trained special missions force. <laughs> they are dedicated mm. to protecting the world from the forces of evil, uh, I-V-I-L in capital letters, a ruthless organization bent on global conquest. G.I. Joe meets Sucker Punch in a sexy, funny, fun adventure. They're like, look, look, we're overcomplicating yeah. this. All right? They're <laughs> yeah. fighting terrorists and there's a bunch of hot chicks that are kind of like army people. <laughs> right. I, I need. I, I know this is a previews episode, but I need to mention this. So my my younger boy plays Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. He's 
big time Pokemon player. So I was at the comic shop this weekend with him looking in the kids section and there's this book that I saw and I, I started laughing when I saw it and I thought of Chuck and it was my little brony. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's something about – and it was a satire book published by, I think, Dynamite. Don't hold me to it. It was not My Little Pony. I opened it up. Okay. There is stuff in there that is not kid-friendly. So if you're one of these people that it's a completist and you open this book up, the, the ponies take drugs. There's like oh, half wow. man, half it is. It was twisted, and so I went to I, – I picked up the issue because I flipped it open. I'm like, okay, this is not in the right place. I did my fatherly duty. I walked over to the shop manager. I'm like, man, have you looked at this book? He's like, no. I just thought it was a, a, a funny, you know, making fun of My Little Pony. Yeah, flip open to the last couple pages, and the fact that Howard Chaykin, one of my heroes, his his upcoming run on The Shadow is advertised on the back, ought to tell you it's not a kid's book. Right. But um, anyway, if you're one of those that collects My Little Pony, do not pick up My Little Brony. I don't remember what the rest of it was called, but it had a – it, it's obviously a satire on the ponies. Chuck may get a kick out of it, but yeah, don't get yeah. it for your kids because it is not it's not rated G. I'll leave yeah. it at that. My little brony, friendship is magic, and you're like, wait a minute, that has a whole new connotation. <laughs> yeah, it was it was shocking when I opened it up, and the the manager actually thanked me, and I asked him, I said, how many of these did you sell? He goes, well, I bought two, and the other guy the guy that bought one copy was in his 20s, so I'm okay with that. I said, well, there you go. fair enough, but yeah, put this one behind the counter or in the adult section because it yeah. is not for kids. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I don't know how this, I assume this G.I. Jane is going to be not for kids either, but I'm picking it up, and I'll, I might mention it on a future Ammo Dump episode, uh, how it was. The art looked pretty decent, at least the, the art that they used for the cover image here. Um, it's written, uh, story and art are by Brian Denham. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's he's a good artist. Um, okay. If he's doing the art in it, uh, he's been around for, I don't know, it's, it's, 10 years or, or so at doing mainstream stuff. He's good. Okay. So uh, I'm, I, I'm looking it up now. The cover's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. It, it doesn't look like over sexualized or anything like that. It just, it's just women instead of guys other than the lady in the bikini with the cannon between her legs. Um, yeah. So the there's no tight ship characters in there. No. Like I said, there is a woman in a bikini in the distance, like with a cannon between her legs. And there's a teddy bear on the front of the vamp looking vehicle. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> but it looks, I mean, it caught my eye and I was like, okay, this looks interesting. And obviously it's a spoof on G.I. Joe, so um, I'm willing to check it out. So uh, I'll let you guys know how it is. Cool. Don't give up, Jack. Oh, okay, I won't, Wang. Let's just chew our way out of here. Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on GeekCastRadio.com. It's all on the reflexes. And then, John, I know that you're probably looking forward to this one as much as I am. Uh, from Boom Studios, Big Trouble in Little China, number one. Yes. <laughs> it's in this month's previews. Yes, I am. Uh, story is by John Carpenter and Eric Powell, so the creator of Big nice. Trouble in Little China is helping to write it. That's uh, pretty cool. The art is definitely cartoony. It's Brian Chirilla. Okay, yeah. And uh, uh, Man, yeah, I saw a preview for this, and I actually really was intrigued by it and kind of wanted to, to get it. And to me, like, just my own personal preferences, the art style didn't really match what i had kind of envisioned if right. they were going to make this into a comic book so i think uh you're if, if if you don't care about the art as much as you really just want to see a story about a big trouble in little china written by the people involved in creating it like then it's totally worth it yeah but for me it was a weird it was a weird choice for art styles on this yeah the art threw me off a bit but i am more of a story guy than an art guy so yeah. as long as it as long as the story is awesome i didn't care and really 
it, you put Big Trouble in Little China and tell me it's going to be a comic book coming out, it could be crap on a cracker. I'm still going to buy at least the first issue to see what it's like. So, um, so I, I was very excited to see that. And when that issue comes out, I actually want to do a spotlight uh, episode on Big Trouble in Little China, and we'll review that first issue and talk about the movie and and everything. So, and there's a local band here in Richmond that is called Low Pan. Nice. Greatest name ever. So I will see if they have any recordings that we can throw into that mix. That would be fantastic. <laughs> of Love that. Uh, then we have also from Boom Studios. I, I, I don't know if you guys are aware, they, they acquired Arkea. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're still producing some stuff under the Arkea name, It's but it's more like D, how DC produces stuff as Vertigo. Right. It's kind of the same thing, but Boom Studios owns Arkea now, and they're coming out with... Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal novelization hardcover. Uh, last month's previews had Labyrinth hardcover. Uh, and again, it's the novel, but there are some concept sketch uh, sketch art in the back and everything else. So I definitely want to get this because I would love to just read the prose version of the story. I'm a, obviously a big Jim Henson fan, as mentioned many times, but uh, I think it's definitely worth checking out. So. I don't know where you guys are with when it comes to the Dark Crystal, but it, to me it was a fantastic movie. So uh, I think I was a little young when it came out; it just totally freaked me out. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I think I I'm. Know. Yeah, I'm. I'm on the other side. It, it maybe a little too old. It never did much for me. So see, I was just right. I was like, like Goldilocks. Are, are you watching? Are you watching that Jim Henson Creatures reality show? No. So you ought to what? check that How out. Are you not watching that? I don't know. I That's need to look it up. Pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, I watched a couple episodes of it, um, and it's these creature makers, you know. And these obviously, it's it's reality show for taking for what it's worth. But sure. I watched one just lately where they were making characters that were very dark crystal like. Okay. And it was interesting to listen to them to the to the uh, to it was um, Henson's son, who I guess they have mentioned has since passed, but. Henson yeah. and the other judges talk about some of these design elements, and it was really interesting to some of the things they picked up on to say you need to work on this, you need to work with small things that you and I may not necessarily see, but okay. they talk about how it relates. So yeah, so that um, I don't know if that's on sci- I think it's on Sci-Fi. Don't hold me to it, but okay, uh, you might want to check that out. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just wrote it down, so I'm gonna yeah. I'll definitely check that out. So. Creature okay. Shop or something, I think is what it's called. So okay, very cool. Um, so then we have Dynamite Entertainment is coming out with uh, this is another one where the cover was 80s but not necessarily the series. So Doodle Jump, I don't know if you know that game, the app game Doodle Jump is coming out with a comic series and this is number one and there's a like seven different variant covers. But one of the variant covers is done just like Super uh, like Donkey Kong. So the little right. doodle doodle jump guy right, is actually Mario. Cool. And uh, there's like this big giant monster at the top that's supposed to be like Donkey Kong. So it was just a cover that hap- I happened to notice. So I was like, okay, that's 80s. So if you like collecting variant covers and stuff like that, it might be worth one picking up. So, um, And then we also have Robotech Voltron miniseries, which has been coming out bi-monthly, which is frustrating as hell. But uh, it's number four of five. Uh, I have actually really liked the art on it because it reminds me of the old cartoons. Um, The story is good. It's not great, but if you like that art style and it reminds you of the cartoons, you might want to pick up this this miniseries. So just to throw that out there. Um, Then we get into some books that are coming out that I think people will be very interested in. I know I have a few of these on my pull list now. Uh, we have, and these I think came out a while back, like in 2002 and 2003, but I didn't remember them, and they're just, I guess they're being resolicited now. Uh, we have Beast Wars Transformers, the unofficial guide. And it's uh, tra- the Transformers Beast Wars. Uh, it talks about that whole toy line that's the, the animated series and everything. It's 870 pages for $30. Oh, that's a huge book. Huh. Yeah. And it's only thirty bucks, and it's obviously less on DCBS. I think it's only right. like twenty some dollars on DCBS. So, um, so that's a pretty good price for that much. Um, but they're coming out with more books. They also have Transformers Collectibles Unofficial Guide, and it's this one's a hardcover, 
and it's for 40 bucks and it's got a thousand stunning color images of different different uh collectibles of transformers so not necessarily the action figures but other collectibles mm. um and then the unofficial guide to japanese and international transformers and this is a soft cover for 30 bucks and uh i'm getting this one because i'm interested in the international stuff to kind of see what what went out over there versus what we got over here right and then they also have the unofficial guide to Transformers of the 1980s through the 1990s. I really wish, like, all four of these books are in the same month of previews, and I kind of wish they would have staggered them a little bit more. So this way I could have gotten them all. So you're not dropping <laughs> yeah, quite a few true. times. Yeah, like that's true. It seemed like a lot of reference stuff all at... Yeah. Yeah. So I would have liked to I would have liked to have gotten them all, but budget-wise just wasn't going to allow that, so... Um, then we have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Light and Sound Keychain Miniature Book Kit. I don't even know what the hell that is. What? <laughs> it's a kit that includes a light and sound sewer lid keychain branded with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles logo and includes voice clips of favorite quotes from the Turtles. Uh, it also comes with two magnets and a full-color 48-page book, which has quotes and images from the new CG animated series. And it's like thirteen bucks. Yeah, they it, it is ridiculous the amount of product they're putting out there with the new turtle show. I yeah. mean, anything you can possibly imagine, there's turtles slapped on it. I and mean, this seems really ridiculous because the 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 sewer disc seems like it's pretty big, so no one would ever use it as a real keychain. And it's thirteen bucks. It, I, personally, I thought it looked looked like a ripoff, but like you said, they slap turtles on anything, and they're like, yeah. there, you, there you go." <laughs> now, the next thing I want to mention, I am very excited about, and it's William Shakespeare's "The Jedi Doth Return," uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is the conclusion of the Jedi uh, William Shakespeare Star Wars series. And they're resoliciting William Shakespeare's Star Wars in hardcover as well. So if you didn't get it the first time it came around, I would highly recommend picking it up. I just recently got the Empire Striketh back. Uh, so And they're like 15 bucks, and you can get them cheaper on DCBS. Um, so I would definitely recommend picking them up because they're just they're hilarious to read. So um, Then we had this month uh, in previews, you had a bunch of calendars that are available this is the calendar month to get your stuff for the next year and i just wanted to mention one of them which was the vader's little princess wall calendar and this is done like vader and son uh which i actually have that those are those little books i don't know if you guys recall like what if darth vader was around while luke and leia were actually growing up (laughs) so uh i have the wall calendar for this year of vader and son and it's hilarious um, so I would, I would, rec- I might get the, the princess one for next to have for next year. So what else do I have? Oh, uh, star Wars insider is having their 150th issue. Uh, I normally wouldn't mention oh, wow. star Wars insider, but it is yeah. their 150th issue and it's all focused on Lego star Wars. So oh, very cool. So there's, oh, okay. there's three covers. There's uh, One cover has two clone troopers. One cover has a Lego Han Solo. And then there's an exclusive previews, exclusive cover that is a Lego Obi-Wan Kenobi from the Clone Wars. So so I thought that was pretty cool. And again, there might, there might be other Star Joe stuff in previews that I just, I'm kind of glossing over real quick. Um, but one of one of the things I know there's always a bunch of t-shirts, but there is a t-shirt out there that's uh, it's uh, says rebel on it, but the letters in between all the letters is like a X wing fighter, a tie fighter, the rebel sim, uh, the rebel Alliance symbol and the empire symbol. Um, it's all staggered across the t-shirt. So it looks pretty cool. And then this t-shirt was made for Chuck, I think, which is the masters of the universe symbol legend, black t-shirt. And what it has is it has, all these different Master Universe symbols. So, like, the Battle Armor He-Man symbol, regular He-Man cross, uh, the Hordak cross, um, or Bat Wings, I should say, um, Zodak's symbol. So, basically, if you can name every single symbol on this T-shirt, you know way too much about He-Man. 
<laughs> sounds like totally Robert's shirt then. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just thinking, I would totally grab that. I was thinking uh, when you said Chuck, it was going to be a My Little Pony shirt. But <laughs> considering the pictures he's been posting on Facebook lately. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and then we have um, Mini Mates Ghostbusters uh-huh. are coming out. And uh, I know they've been out once before, but this is the I Love This Town Mini Mates box set. So thought I'd mention that. And then we have the Mr. Potato Head Star Wars figures, which is Darth Vader, Yoda, a Stormtrooper, and C-3PO. So that's out there. And then here's something that I... This goes back to my comment earlier in the episode of an item that I think is awesome, but is way too expensive to put on my pull list. It's the Masters of the Universe Snake Mountain statue. Oh, man, yeah. It, I have the Castle Grayskull one. And I think it right. was a, 100 bucks, and I think I got it for like 70 bucks through DCBS. Do you yeah. know how much the Snake Mountain one is on DCBS? No. Because in the previous catalog, it just says, please inquire, which already tells you. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. It is... In, on DCBS, it's two hundred and sixty-eight dollars. Holy cow! How big is this thing? It is eighteen. Is it, inches. is it the same size as the other one? It's a bit bigger. It's eighteen inches wide, sixteen inches tall, and thirteen inches deep. Wow! So it's See, massive. Well, that's not. Why would they not make it the same size as the other one? Well, it's kind of ridiculous. It's, is it a different company or? No, when you look at it, it looks like a whole mountain range. So it's not just. Oh, okay. A castle wow. or something like that. So. It looks impressive as hell, and like if I had money just below, I would totally get it. But yeah, I was I was like, oh, maybe I'll get that and put it right next to my Castle Grayskull, and I saw the price, and I was like, nope. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's a lot. But it looks awesome. I mean, it looks absolutely incredible. So um, I'm not getting it, but you know, if there's a very generous fan out there that wants to send it, my <laughs> way, I'm not going to complain. No. Um, so then we get into some silly Star Wars stuff, uh, which they have. I, I might get these uh, if I, I won't order them through previews, but I might try to find these somehow. It's the Star Wars barbecue tongs. <laughs> the handle looks like a lightsaber. Like a oh, lightsaber that's cool! Hilt, yeah, and you put the tongs into a red blade, so it looks like a lightsaber when it's all put together. <laughs> And then you pull the tongs out of the shape. <laughs> oh, man. And then there's a Star Wars droid salt and pepper shaker. That would like, kind of cool. looks like R2-D2 is the salt, and then there's a black astromech droid that's the pepper. pepper. That sounds awesome. That sounds way awesome. I would think about that. That would be cool. They should have just made, C- even though he's not black, they should have just made C-3PO the pepper. I think that would have been awesome. They have R2-D2 next to C-3PO. Um. <laughs> And then they have a R2-D2 countdown timer. And what happens is you turn his head to start the timer, and then it comes back around. Rotates. <laughs> Man. And then Star Wars R2-D2 egg cup. What? You know, for those Star Wars completists out there, you have to pick up every product. I mean, this got, this has got to be mind-numbing to find this, all this stuff. Yeah, this is so you can rest your egg in R2-D2's body. What? I, don't even know what that means. Sign me up. There's so many jokes. That yeah, what the that. heck, man? Um, and then, have you guys ever gotten some of those pop vinyl figures? No, but I, uh, I'm familiar no. with them for sure. But you know what I'm talking about and everything. Yes. Um, so they're coming out with the Ghostbusters pop vinyl figures. I have a few of the pop vinyl, and I really like them. I think they're cool. Um, but this will crack you up. So they're doing Vankman, Spangler, and uh, Stance, the Ghostbusters. Uh, Slimer and Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, but no Winston. What? Uh, they don't have Winston. That's weird. And they're all, they're, yeah, they're also doing a uh, Back to the Future pop vinyl with Marty inside the DeLorean, so his head popped out the top of the DeLorean. Nice. So I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then we have a Star Wars logo decal set that actually goes on your car. And it's a two-foot-wide circular symbol of either the uh, Imperial symbol or the Rebel Alliance. 
It's not going on oh, my... Oh, two feet wide? Yeah. That sounds huge. Or almost two feet wide. It's like 23 inches. Yeah. So it's, it's not going on my car, but... Um, mostly because my wife would be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yes, it would be on my car. <laughs> and then the only other thing I wanted to mention out there, um, because, well, there's a few DVDs that are coming out. One is Son of the Batman is in previews this month. Uh, very cool. I can't wait to see that. So looking forward to that. You can also pre-order, if you didn't get it many years ago, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace original soundtrack uh, is in previews this month. And Transformers yeah. Energon, the complete series. So the animated series that was like, it was originally called Transformers Armada, and it changed to Transformers Energon. Right. This, right. this is the Transformers Energon. It's in previews this month. So. Oh, okay. And that's all of previews as far as Starjo's related. All right. So, cool. So hopefully that's helpful for our listeners, uh, or at least helpful for both of you guys, uh, if nothing else. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, again, these will always be short episodes. It's just going through the catalog, letting you guys know what's coming out, and then you guys can go on the forums or on Facebook and tell us, you know, what, you know, what you're excited about that's coming out, or maybe there's something you didn't know was coming out and you heard it on this episode. That'd be cool. That's kind of the idea behind it is to help you guys find out what's coming out that you might be interested in. Um, it also gives me show ideas all the time when I go through previews. Like I said, I'd love to do a Big Trouble in Little China episode. Right, yeah. When that comes out. So, uh, And then I'd love to do the silent issue when that when that hardcover comes out. So, um, so whenever I'm going through previews, I'm like not only thinking of stuff I want to get, but I'm also thinking of show ideas and stuff like that. So... Um, so that's all I got. Is there any other stuff that you guys know is coming out that you're excited about, uh, comic wise or otherwise that's coming up since this is a, a previews episode? Um, I'm trying to think, uh, not that I know. Hmm. Yeah. Not, not that I know of as, as far as stuff that's coming out. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be star Joe's related. It could be anything. So, Oh, well, cause, cause we, we went, we went through, I think everything that was star Joe's related. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know Marvel's doing their original Sin story. That's their big event uh, story that's coming out. And uh, mm-hmm. DC is continuing their Batman Eternal and Future's End weekly series, which I read Batman Eternal number one. Phenomenal. It was oh, absolutely cool. incredible. So uh, I'll have to check that out. Hoping the rest of the weekly series is just as good. So. All right. Uh, well, Robert, go ahead and tell everyone where they can find find your stuff. And uh, obviously, you have something in previews this month, so they can get. I know it's yeah, it's crazy. It's been kind of been a while. I I've been working on so many different kinds of projects. I haven't been on like the regular publication grind, you know, doing a month monthly book or anything. Right. Uh, it would be nice to kind of get back to that, but um, I'm just kind of doing stuff all over the place. Uh, but I do have yeah, X is coming out issues 13 and 14, working for Dark Horse. Um, I've, uh, which if you're, if you're not familiar with the book, just super quick, is kind of like a, a dark vigilante character. It's kind of like if you cross Snake Eyes and Batman together. and uh, But the book is pretty serious. It's, it's kind of violent in general, so it's a really mature tone to the book. Um, the, the issues I, ha- I happen to work on aren't like r- ridiculously bad, or I probably wouldn't have worked on them. Right. Um, but just in general, so it's, it's kind of like street-level violence and, and uh, vigilante-type action hero-type character. Um then uh, you can find me uh, just on Facebook and Twitter at Robert Atkins Art. And mostly as far as seeing updates on my work or commissions I'm working on is uh, um, robertatkinsart.blogspot.com. Um, I actually will have a break in my schedule coming up where um, I've been able to crank out a few commissions. And so I'm really going to try and get through that, you know, the list I have. Uh, so if, if people have questions about commissions that, that they have on my list, then just email me directly at robert at Robert Atkins Art. Sounds good. And then, John, where can they find you at? You can find me at uh, John Thurmond on Facebook and on Twitter at that John Thurmond. Very nice. And you can find us at starjoes.com. You can find us on the forumforgeeks.com where you can interact with us every single day. Uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. We'd greatly appreciate it. And we do re- read all of our iTunes reviews right on the show. 
you can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a voicemail. It's 440-941-J-O-E-S, and we'll play the voicemail on the air, and we will respond to it. Uh, we also respond to our emails, so if you'd rather communicate that way, you can do that as well. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at Star Joe's Podcast. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. It's a free app for your mobile devices, and you can make Star Joe's one of your favorites on there. Um, then you can find us on Facebook. We have a fan page and a profile page. Uh, fan page is probably updated a little bit more often than the profile page. Uh, it's updated multiple times during the day with various fun stuff. And uh, find us on uh, GeekCast Radio Network. Uh, we're part of the GCRN. And uh, I might be actually doing a episode very soon with uh, Mike from GeekCast Radio Network. Uh, where we're gonna, he is gonna be reading the Blood Ties, uh, Boba Fett story, uh, Blood Ties, oh, cool. uh, the first Blood Ties miniseries, and then the Blood Ties Boba Fett is Dead miniseries, mm-hmm. and we reviewed them on the show here, uh, but he's reading them for the first time, so he's bringing me on as a guest host, so we can go over that, so and get his thoughts and what he thought of it and everything else. Uh, so look forward to that coming out and I'll post, post that on Facebook when it comes out. So, um, I believe that is everything. Uh, so with that, we'll go ahead and close the show by saying the force will be with you. Cause knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone.